Hi. Hi. It took a while to connect. That's okay. Um, it's a spinning circle. Spinning circle. Oh, I've had a lot of those lately. <laughs> but I'm going back to plug my phone in so the battery doesn't die. Um, FYI, my iPad is next to me and probably will go off because, as you know, uh, dealing with a slight medical emergency with my nephew, so I'm trying to <laughs> make sure everything's okay there. But you can turn the ringer off on that, you know. You know, I can, but it sometimes still beeps, <laughs> so I just, I just gave up. I'm like, oh, forget it. Okay, cool. Because um, <laughs> I did. I turned the ringer off, and then all of a sudden it was like, blink! I was like, what? You don't forget it. <laughs> it's just okay. going to do whatever it wants. It's cool. Do your thing. I can't. I, um, I'm sitting on a different couch this evening, so I feel a little, like, out of sorts. Ooh. So I'm just, you know, not in my spot, but this had more stuff for me to set up so I like I don't know I'm just out of it it's like the same but different because you know both of our couches are exactly the same except right. for where they are in the room um, right but it's just weird well you know my couch is a sectional so I curl up in the smallest ball possible in the corner yeah <laughs> anyways I am sick of being so cold as well. It's going to get warmer at some point this week. Um, it's what the rumor on the street is. Word on the street is going to get warmer and then colder and then, you know, back and forth yep. and back and forth. It's funny because we're, um, so we're going to Miami in May. Yes. I'm totally jealous. And it's funny. So this weekend, oh, it was such a crazy busy weekend, but it was fun. So we went to Cleveland overnight. Um, Finney plays basketball and his team like is part of like being in the league. They can get tickets to go to a Cleveland Cavaliers game. So we went. Just and so cool. He went with a couple people, like a couple of the kids on his team like went too. And so we made sure like our seats were together. And like they went to dinner before. And it's funny because I was like getting ready to go. And because on Friday, like my cousin calls me and she calls me like pretty much every day and her kids are like super into sports so they're always like all over the place I'm like I just have like so much to do to get ready and I'm like and then you know like we're gonna meet up for dinner and then I don't know like what we're doing and then so I didn't I didn't go to the game itself and like because Dante and it was an 8 p.m game so I said like we'll go to dinner like go for the trip but you know like Vinny can go have fun with his friends like Dante would hate the noise you know not want to sit still not care about the game then it starts after bedtime so we went back to the room but so anyways like I'm telling my cousin about like all the stuff to get ready and like trying to like you know make plans with like other families and she's like it sounds like a hockey trip and I'm like oh um but it was actually really cute like I mean like he had so much fun at dinner with his friends and even at the game like you know I was in the group text even though I wasn't there so I was like take lots of pictures you know like have a great time so like everybody like everybody was sending pictures and Mike um showed me videos he took like when he got back 
to the room and it's like Vinny was like you know dancing to like songs and he said they were like Aww. cheering for them like yelling like defense and um so super cute which I was like that's like so great though because if like we just took him to a game like if it was just like him and his parents he would have been sitting in the chair he'd been like when can we go you know yeah. and they ended up wanting to like stay till the end and Aww. um so it was cute um that's super fun but so it was cold though and so our hotel was right on the lake so it's like walking out the door it was like the hind- wind hits you in the face plus it was cold like cleveland's like buffalo weather mm-hmm. um but my cousin um a different cousin um massive italian family here people um but she <laughs> was with us like with her son and she's like i just remember like you know last time she's coming to miami with us and last time we went to miami in may and it was snowing at home and i just like i was like i don't even care i said because this year like if it's snowing in buffalo in may like we'll be in miami like i don't care like and i will be like losing my shit i'll be like i can't but that just happened two years ago too yeah i don't remember another may where it snowed I remember taking finals in college and it was snowing. That's in May. Don't remember that. Yep. Um, Also, like, three years ago, um, it didn't snow in May, but it was, like, super cold. Uh, And the reason I remember is because in June, I went on a trip to California. And I didn't really tell too many people that I was going. I I mean, obviously you knew, but mm-hmm. um, I pretty much just kind of like left <laughs> and I came back and everyone's like, oh my God, you are so tan because it was so cold here. And they're like, like everyone at work, like said, I didn't tell anyone at work where I was going, what I was doing or anything. And they're like, you know, we knew you weren't here last week, but like, where the hell were you? Because you are so tan. <laughs> And I just remember it because it was, it was, like, unseasonably cold. Like, it was still in, like, the 40s. It wasn't snowing, but it was still, like, cold. And then, like, end of June came, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, it's 90. Like, hope you enjoyed spring. Because <laughs> we didn't have one. Yeah. Spring is really, like, okay, I, you know how much we complain about winter the season. Yes. Did you appreciate that? Yes, that's okay. my new catchphrase. Winter the season. Yeah, um, but really, spring is kind of a stupid season. I hate spring. I seriously hate it's spring. It's so stupid. It's muddy. It's cold. It rains. It snows. It doesn't. It's like it's like temperamental. Throws hissy fits, and then it's like seventy. I honestly like I don't mind I don't mind the season of winter like it gets annoying after a while and where I don't like I don't like driving if it's really bad snow but because we've all become wusses in Buffalo like if we get a snowflake everything shuts down yeah apparently we turned southern um real quick but like, I mean, and I don't like going outside when it's like bitter cold but I think right. just because of the way like life has changed for me in the last few years like I don't really have to go anywhere so like winter doesn't really bother me anymore because it's like oh like I don't have to go anywhere anyway so big deal it's cold outside um so personal perspective I get that 
Um, but like, I hate spring because it's this up and down. It's 67, then it's 35, and then it's snowing, yeah. and then it's sunny, and then it's mud for days. Mm-hmm. The weather, t- I get so sick in the spring because like I get the worst headaches with this weather, like yep. up and down, like the kids get sick, and then now like you know then allergies kick in and I have one child who like spring allergies are terrible which means he's getting sent home from school every other week because his allergies look like a cold which could be COVID but you know the allergy notes no longer acceptable so now we need to say what allergies look like because anybody in the medical profession like should be able to identify allergies but let's just document it all so we know so crazy it's just it's I like I just, I hate it. It's probably my least favorite season. I was talking to my boss on Friday because it was super cold on Friday and she was leaving um, Saturday to go out of town. And I was like, you know, I hate being cold, but I don't mind it as much if there's snow on the ground because it's like, okay, that's a reason like for it to be cold, right? Because there's Mm -hmm. snow. But when it's cold and there's no snow, it's just stupid. And she's like, agreed. <laughs> it is stupid. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, right? It's just stupid. There was someone little catcher would say something funny like that, which is very out of character. <laughs> <laughs> In her profession, too. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> huh. Um, so do you want me to segue into what our episode's about? Um, I sure do. (laughs) I sure do. (laughs) Um, okay, so I'm going to start this with number one, March is like the longest month ever. (laughs) Because like, how is it still March? It's been March for like three years. At least... At least for me, it feels like March has been. I was just gonna say, forever. like me and winter, like me and winter, like personal perspective. Because I honestly, the other day, just told Mike, like, I can't believe it's almost April. I'm like, I said to my coworker today, I'm like, oh my god, do you realize it's still March? She's like, oh fuck, it's still March. Hmm. It's just there's like no. I mean, there's St. Patrick's Day, but there's like nothing really exciting about March and. My mom's birthday was this past weekend, and, and she agrees with me, so, um, you know, don't think that I'm like, I don't love my mom, because she's born in March, I love her very much, but I think on top of that, because you and I both have experienced massive loss and grief during the month of March, mm-hmm. so it's like, not only is it really, like, not anything spectacular going on other than St. Patrick's Day. People who celebrate St. Joseph's Day is in there. Um, There was a Jewish holiday too recently. I don't remember the name though. But there isn't like anything of excitement. The weather still is shit. Everyone's Um, miserable. But it doesn't I don't know. It doesn't seem to stop. Because I am the queen of morbid fun facts today um my dad actually was buried on st patrick's day which i guess you know italian on an irish holiday like you know doesn't really ruin a whole lot for us but (laughs) um yeah and it's funny because every year like when 
like I mean and you know like I don't like say a ton about like my dad. like I mean it's not like I don't talk about him or like you know like what happened but like I don't like quote-unquote harp on it a lot you know what I mean like it's not like mm-hmm. you know I just don't deal with it in a way where I'm always like oh like my dad you know um like it's very conversational when I just talk about him you know like you know like it comes across like very matter of fact and not to say that like things don't bother me or whatever but um just the way that like the conversation around like him passing away goes and whatnot but um on like the anniversary of like when he passes every year like we've like deemed that like you know Kessler's day um it's just been kind of like our thing so my dad um I mean and I don't know if I just didn't realize or if it just like was because you know how like people have like you know their signature drinks and then maybe a few years like their style change and then they have like another drink but like you know the last like few years with my dad it was like Kessler's like he loved this whiskey and like it was his drink um and he would tell like anyone like anywhere to like you can try casters like it's so great like you know which, I, I honestly still don't think I've ever had it it's like and I'm just like I'm clearly not a whiskey drinker because I'm like uh you know um but it's funny I so, mean like, I've seen you like drink it or like show pictures but I don't think I've oh I can make that happen for you it. we always have it in the house for that <laughs> one next time I come one over. to two drinks of it I have a year um yeah we always have to buy more we don't even drink it that much um but it's the golf tournament we we hand out a lot of Kesslers um so anyways it's just find it like like I find it kind of like funny and ironic because it's like here's my dad like 100% like born in Italy you know Italian and then, right. like, loves whiskey, which, I mean, and not that, like, you know, you have to be Irish to love whiskey, but loved whiskey. And so, like, every year, like, when we, like, you know, I'd post, like, something, like, on Kessler Day, and it's always, like, an Irish blessing, like, quote, type of quote that I find, like, about my dad. And it's funny because, so like, I try funny. to search, like, I try to search for, like, an Italian, like, they don't, like, I mean... Italians are great at a lot of things, but they don't seem to have good, like, catchphrases. Or they're like, I'll find, like, you know, something actually in Italian. And I'm like, no, like, I don't want it, like, said in Italian. Like, I want, like, I don't know, like, Irish blessings are just, like, the they're really good. So it's they are. just funny it, that it's always, as like. As an Irish girl, I appreciate that. I am part Irish. My dad was not, but I am. Um, So it's not like I don't, like, appreciate the culture at all. I just think it's funny that. Um, but then I always think it's kind of fitting because his funeral was on St. Patrick's Day. Right. It goes with it. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the last holiday Dan celebrated was St. Patrick's Day. I, I, I didn't really know how to segue over so that was the only thing I could think of. That was very good. I'm like, um it was think- not awkward until you made it that way. Just, you know. <laughs> Should I make it more awkward? 
Yeah. <laughs> just keep going. You're good. Just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. Roll with, with it. <laughs> I mean, the topic is awkward to begin with. I mean, not for us because we're so used to talking about it, but like, I mean, I think we... that just proves that people feel awkward talking about it. You and I talk about this is horrible. You and I talk about death all the time. Um, so does Vinny and his grandma. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's very normal for us. It's not very normal for a lot of people. Um, but more so, like, we kind of want to focus on, like, what, how we've dealt with it and what's changed over the years. Um, you know, obviously, very different relationships. Mm-hmm. Um and different timelines too um but like still how things are so different like as carrie knows um we just celebrated is that that's not even the right word but it's the only word that's coming to mind uh the three-year anniversary of dan's passing and you guys just had eight for your dad Mm -hmm. right um but you think, would you think I would just be like, oh, there's five years, or um, not even five years. Yeah, five years difference. Mm-hmm. But no, I base your dad's off of how old Vinny is, because it's easier for me to do that than it is to subtract your ad. And that's how... By the way, like, as that's horrible as that remember. sounds. No, th- and like, that's oh, how Vinny I remember. just turned eight, so okay, it's eight. Like, that's where my mind goes um that's um that's how i remember just because i know he was like you know just barely two months old at the time um just a little over two months he was like 10 weeks so it was right like i had two weeks left in maternity leave yeah that's why um, i always think about that you yeah like, you telling me stories about how when you went back to work everyone was like how is the baby what's doing you're like well my dad died Everyone knew when I went back to work that he had actually a lot of people from work like came to his wake. Um, but really nice. I confused myself this year because of like, you know, that whole thing about how like, you know, by the time like a baby turns one, like they've already lived a year. So then in my head this year, like I was, I like totally confused myself. I'm like, wait, is it nine years? Because Vinny was a baby. So it was like during his first year. And then, and I'm like, no. So if like, like, it does go along with his age. So it's easier than I was making it in my head this year. Because I just yeah. was, like, so out of whack with it. I just, how old is Vinny? That's how many years. Um, but I think for both of us, and in varying different ways, because obviously both of our lives completely changed. Um, you in the sense of, you know, living with your mom fully. And then now still, but she has her own place but it's still with you guys, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, her chickens live with us. <laughs> yes, her chickens do live with you. They're not alive, um, people. They're in they're the freezer. They're, they're ready-to-eat chickens. <laughs> if you really want to know. It's a rotisserie um, chicken. I found in my dessert freezer, and yes, I have a freezer dedicated to dessert. It's amazing. Um, and then, obviously, for me, 100% totally different everything changing uh but adjusting to our quote-unquote new normal because you know how much i hate that fucking term hate it Mm -hmm. i hate it 
people who don't know what else to say to you when you are grieving, that's what they come out with. And you're like, really? You're going to tell me that this is new? Like, I don't know it's new? Thank you. Thank you for that. Like, <laughs> Carrie knows, like, I was, I get pretty blunt at times, too, when people say stupid things to me about grief. Like, I just don't hold back. Um, it's ironic that you say that because I was thinking of um, things when I was doing notes. And um, that was one of the things that came to mind about because I was trying to think of like how to kind of like be like, obviously, like I didn't lose a spouse and you haven't lost a parent, but like, you know, mm-hmm. how like, and we've always had this connection, like what we've gone through is, you know, the same but different, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then I was trying to think of like, you know, what my mom was going through and like things that people have said to us about her. Um, because I know, you know, this, that like, there's this idea, like people who just clearly have not been through a situation like, you know, the same as you, like people that want to try to relate to you, but they really have no clue just because it's not an experience they've been through and like the things that they've said. Mm -hmm. So there was like pretty like extended period of time and not extended in the fact that like it went too long, but like a pretty good chunk of time, like understandably so that my mom was like in complete grief. Um, very similar to you. Um, because even though there was, you know, an age difference between like my dad when he passed and Dan, like it was same thing, sudden, completely unexpected, you know, Mm -hmm. like, just like you know the series of events like uh, there was a lot of similarities yeah. so like I there knew, were a lo- like, there are a lot of similarities in that so sense. like I mean when you were first going through that that's why I was like you know like this is and it kind of like even me like didn't fully understand like my mom's grief process until I saw it in you and that's why like so many times I'm mm-hmm. like no wait like oh my god my mom did this like no this must be normal because my mom did this even though it kind of like you know freaked us out and like worried us about how right. she was doing But, like, so a lot of people would, like, you know, have their opinions on how she should be, like, processing. It's so annoying. But they didn't – they don't want to tell her, right? Because they don't want her to get mad at them. So they would tell me and my sister. And I think that kind of made us worry more, too, you know, because it's, like, we're already worried about her. But now we have these people coming to us, like, making us seem like it's even worse when really, like, in hindsight, they have no freaking clue. Um, so one thing that somebody actually said to my sister and I about like my mom needing to, you know, kind of suck it up and move on, mm-hmm. so to speak. And not that that was the phrasing that they use, but the oh, comparison. Oh, a lot of people do use that phrase. Is oh, I'm on. sure people have said it, but yeah. So this is, and you're, you're going to enjoy this one. So this person said to us, um, your mom like something along those like your mom needs to learn to like move on with her life and you know like get past it and move on and it's like when my ex-wife left Mm -hmm. me and I was Uh heartbroken and I had to like I just in my mind had to tell myself that she was dead and like grieve that and get over it so like your mom just needs to do the same thing Oh, I'm like, yeah, I, but your ex-wife is still alive. I had um, a um, a mechanic tell me, uh, well, at least your ex is dead. Mine is still alive. And I looked at him and I said, excuse me, but my husband is not an ex. He's a late. And there's a difference. 
is there some significance to the fact that it was a mechanic that told you that? Because I just love how you had to say, like, not like a person, a mechanic told me. Yes, because I never went back there again. I, people, they just say the stupidest things. They do. Um, it's Well, so ironically that you brought that up, there's obviously today there has been a lot of discussion over the slap at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what it is by now, I'm sorry, you have not seen any media production today. Um, but there's a couple of different support groups that I'm in online, and one of them was a picture of the slap and in in like next to like Chris Rock's face was like I understand your grief because I'm divorced and then next to Will Smith that was slapping him was just widows (laughs) so I was like yes that's exactly how all widows feel like we're just gonna slap these people who think it's like divorce I saw because it's not it's not even close no, but totally not at all related to any of this. But I did see a post today with that and then the Batman meme of Batman slapping Robin and was like, oh, we finally found a replacement for this meme. <laughs> and it was a side by side and it was like exactly like that angle of like him slapping Chris Rock. And I was like, oh, cool. That's funny. Oh. Uh- not that anything that happened last night at the Oscars was funny. Okay, no, we're was, not condoning. Any, we're, not, I we're, not condo- we're not condoning any of that. I'm okay, so I it. like have seen the story on the news a few times today, and then I went and looked up a few articles on it just because I like you know in passing like the TV was on, and I just like heard bits and pieces of the news. Um, so I looked it up just to get more of the story, and I'm just gonna like honestly 100% say like I have zero opinion on the matter, like. Just... I was just in shock all the way around. All the way around. I was confused and I was in shock. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That was it. Um, anyways, so, and I'm sure I'm going to segue this back into grief because, you know, nothing. Yeah, sorry. More sad <laughs> than this. Um, I'm sure this is normal because of what I've read or. Uh, talked with other people about um, about your not only like your routine changing your life changing right because of somebody passing away but your support system changing too mm-hmm. uh, which is something everybody can relate to no matter who you have that has passed away um, you know at first there's this like overwhelming like people just everywhere right and it's like crazy and chaos and you can't even process anything and there's just like non-stop people and then as time goes on your support system just changes um and I'm not saying in a good way or in a bad way. It just changes. You find people that you can talk to more about things versus other people because then they, some people start to become extremely uncomfortable with you discussing the person who has passed. Um, 
you know, and again, I'm just being 100% honest, you know, obviously, yes, this is my personal experience in dealing with the loss of Dan, but you could also say that for, you know, a parent, a grandparent, sibling, right? You're, it's just, unfortunately, the way things go. Um, and once you find your, your people, right? And they've been with you since the beginning or people that you never thought you had this connection with that come out of nowhere that stay very immensely in your life. That's when I think you start to be able to process and start to be able to live again. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're kind of, and I, and I still very much feel this way, even three years later, you're kind of just going through the motions of life, right? You're, you're getting up, you're showering, you're eating, you're taking care of animals. If you have them, you're doing stuff for your house, you're working, but it's totally different, but then you have like these friends and family members that you can call for anything and they'll drop everything just to pick up the phone and talk to you or to rush over to your house or to go to the grocery store because you can't get off the couch. Um, But you find that, that niche and that small group within that massive overwhelming amount of support then you find your actual true supporters definitely and it's like I mean and it's I think any type of grief too because it's like you know like I feel that way sometimes just you know, and, like, I've said this before, you know, like, especially when it comes to, like, holidays and things like that, like, you know, we just kind of, like, do what we need to, and for me, it's, like, you know, because, like, having, like, the kids, you know, like, I don't want to not have those memories of, like, you know, holidays and things like that for them, just because, like, I'm not in the mood for it, but it is, like, it's a lot of times it's just, like, you know, going through, like, these motions of just, you know, like, this is what we need to do to get things done, and um, just kind of, like, you know, numb to it in a way, almost. Yeah. That's how I described this year to you. When it was the anniversary, you are like, mm-hmm. how are you? And I was like, just, it's, like, numb. I'm just numb. Mm. I made it through. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just, I mean, and then even, like, for me, like, I mean, and, like, you and I, like, obviously, because it's different situations, but we kind of, like, process these things in, like, a different way. Like, I know, as it was coming up, um, this dog is making a really bad habit of needing to go to the bathroom when I'm busy. (laughs) Oh, is it it Spencey? No, he's sleeping. Oh, I just dropped a blanket on his face, though. Um. But, like, you know, when you asked me, like, oh, like, what are you doing? Like, and I was, like, for, you know, like, and even, like, for what? And 
you know, and it's just like, mm, like, we don't, you know, we don't really do anything. It's just, you know, like, have our little shot, you know, do a toast, like, that's it. And it's like, you know, that's kind of how I want it, you know? Right. Because, you know, like, obviously, like, I think of my dad all the time. I think of, you know, like, at random moments and stuff like that, but I don't. You know, and for different reasons, like, I just don't want, like, the whole day to be, like, you know, oh, my God, yeah, I'm going to remember. And it's, like, you know, like, I have flashes of these moments, you know, like, and it's random and not necessarily on the anniversary, but, like, I mean, I have moments where, like, all of a sudden I'm just, like, remembering, like, you know, that phone call from my sister and telling me, like, you know, it was, like, chaotic. It was first, like, something happened. He went to the hospital, you know, like, he, like, we don't know what's wrong. She's, like, freaking out. And so... You know, I'm at home, like, in a snowstorm with a newborn, like, and Mike was home, and I'm like, well, it was, like, my sister called, and she said something was going on, but I'm like, I don't know, like, I'm going to go take a shower in case we have to drive out there. And so, like, she still will, like, you know, kind of, like, have jokes, but she's like, I called you, and I was freaking out. She's like, and you went and took a shower? And I'm like, like, you're neurotic. You freak out about everything, you know? Um, I didn't know. And... So then I was like, well, think about it. Like, if I had to go to my mom's house and, like, stay there, like, I didn't have a shower, you know? Um, But just, um, you know, thinking about stuff like that. And then, like, um, she called. Like, I was out of the shower and, like, dressed by the time she had, like, called back again. But then just, you know, like, you have that flashes of, like, that moment, you know, where, like, she called and she's, like, saying it and I'm, like, not believing it and just, you know, like, screaming, like, no, like, not possible and just, you know, like, dropping to the ground and, like, yelling for Mike to come in the room and, you know, because it was such a shock. So it's, like, you know, like, but I don't spend, like, that anniversary days, like, not like that, you know, but it's, like, you know, like, I just, you know, the memory pops in your head every so often, but, like, on the anniversary day, it's, like, I kind of want to just, you know, get on and, like, things kind of bother me and I can tell and kind of realize usually halfway through the day that you know I'm extra irritable that day and like you know then realize why and um just little things like that but then you know you have the people that do remember you know then then you get like you know the text from people it's like I just like you know it's like I appreciate it it's like I don't I don't want all these messages like you know I like you know like it's like it's comforting to know that you know, there's so many people that still, you know, remember him and like, you know, truly miss him like we do. And, um, but then at the same time, it's like, I don't like, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I obviously, again, we all process grief very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for me, I see it every day I relive that night every day which is really hard to talk about and really hard to talk to people about um, because it was so beyond traumatic and tragic that I don't even have to close my eyes to see it. So like like how you said you get sporadic flashes or memories of that day. For me, it's every day I relive it. And it's not to say like 
oh, I walk into this part of my house and I relive it. I could be at work and and the whole night flashes before me. I could be at home. I could be at the gym. Um, I could be driving in my car, but it's literally every single day I relive that night. And that's something that I would say is more so on the PTSD side of it. Um, which, yes, I can say because I was diagnosed with PTSD. And it is, you know, common <laughs> to have flashbacks. Um, every time I hear any sort of fire truck or ambulance go down my street, I automatically go into a massive panic attack. But these are things that I I know about myself, um, and I've, in the sense, accepted the fact that this is my life now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people are like, "Oh, so you're you're in the acceptance stage of grief," and it's like, well, <laughs> if you're truly grieving somebody, <laughs> you know that it's. There's, like, no real stages. You're just chaos balls. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so it's like I still have the the anxiety, the depression, the massive PTSD, um, the nightmares, the weird sleeping habits, the weird eating habits. Like, that's still very much my life. But I've accepted that that's my life. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so I know that you, like, in your dreams, like, are, I don't want to call it, like, better or worse, but I know that, like, you have, like, you know, the freaky and the weird dreams, like, I think a lot more than I do. And I've been having a lot lately, um, not like related to like anything in particular I don't know if it's like like at some point like I mean years ago I was probably like even a teenager you know you try to like find like dream dictionaries and get into all that like what do they mean and then oh yeah then I was just kind of like eh like you know too complicated um but my parents still have them and use them yeah and I um but and I don't always like I'll wake up a lot and like realize I have like a freaky dream or something weird but like not remember enough of it to kind of like piece together and try to you know make sense of it um I don't remember a lot of them but I do know that like especially lately like I've been having a lot of weird ones and actually just last week um I must have been over the weekend because we were doing something in the morning and Mike's like do you remember your dream last night I'm like I'm like what like (laughs) Like, why are you, like, were you there? But apparently, like, I was, um, like, screaming in my sleep. Like, maybe not, like, screaming, but, like, yelling in my sleep. Like, I woke him up, and he's like, you were just, like, yelling, like, no, no, like, stop, get away from me. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't know. So, like, the whole rest of the day, I'm like, what, like, what, like, I'm, like, trying to remember it. Like, nothing's coming back. I'm like, what was happening to me? Um, but I had, like, no... Clue. I'm like I like I'm like I don't I don't know. So um but the ones that I will say the worst and they don't happen 
as often. And they never really happened a lot. Um, But they're more random now as, like, time goes on than they were before. But, like, the ones where, like, my dad is in them and he's alive, you know. And um, I think the part that makes it the worst is that they're ones where, um, like, even in the dream, we know that he had died but then he's alive you know and it's kind of like soap opera like you know because mm-hmm. everybody comes back to life in a soap opera it's um, true. but i've had a luchi yeah she no she didn't die and come back to life no but she was the like longest running actress in a soap opera oh well i know but she never died and came back to life trust me you no know, that was just all of her actor friends did yeah um but she um like so and it's just like those I think those are the worst ones because it's you know like and I remember one I had oh I had one recently and I don't really remember the details of it just that I know I was like talking to him you know mm-hmm. and like I think the worst is like the ones where it's not, you're not just like talking to them and they're there but you're like making plans you know right to do stuff and then it's like you wake up and you realize like oh you know um it was just a dream but there was there was one and it was a while back where um he like he was back and like we knew he had died so it was like I was taking him all over like everywhere to like see you know like family and friends and just be like you know he's back you know like and it's like, and that's like even more heartbreaking. You wake up and you're like, oh, it's like it was one of those mm-hmm. dreams again. Um, but that's like, I think those are like really hard for me. Like, I mean, like I said, like, I mean, we both have like totally different experience perspective. But for me, I think because it's not like not everything's a constant reminder. And I think probably too, because obviously, like, we're in like you're still in the same house where my mom was like adamant like she couldn't wait to get out of that house because like the memories and the everything was there so for her it was right. like I need to to move on and I need to get out of this place where like every single day is you know the reminder of you know the life that like we had um and I'm not saying that her you know like us moving like you know cured her or anything like that but I think it just kind of helped make things a little no, easier it is, it is um <laughs> actually in all of this i've learned that i'm like the extra weird one um but it is very common more common to move out of uh, whatever home you are living in when your spouse passes away than to stay like it's like, you know, 90% of people move after a year and like 10% stay. Um, but for me, I, I'm, the, I'm the one that wants to stay because I'm not ready to give up the memories here. See, and I... And I feel like if I left it, I would be leaving too much. That's funny that you even have that statistic because I honestly don't know that many people that moved 
in the case of like the people I know that have moved, it's more been people that were, you know, like older later in life where they were downsizing because like they didn't, you know, it was just them. But I honestly have not known that many people that moved. And maybe, maybe it might be more common for younger widow and widowers, but it's, and I'm just guessing those numbers based upon what I've read in groups and stuff. But yeah, um, I'm like, like I said, I'm like the rare one that wants to stay in my house. <laughs> Most people don't within the first year they're gone. Um, because, you know, like your mom said, it, it's too hard and tragic mm-hmm. for, for her. Um, for me, I'm the opposite. I find comfort and solace and joy here. <laughs> It's, like, the one place I can, like, just, it doesn't matter. I don't have to wear the mask. I don't have to pretend. I can just be. Um, And as you know, Carrie, I didn't even see our house until we did the final walkthrough. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's even more special because it's, like, Dan picked this house for me. And we closed the day before my birthday. So it's like he, he in a sense, like had this house picked out for me. Funny that you say that. Like, I feel like this is like an episode where I'm like, and then my mom. But, um, and so she really wanted to get out of the house. But then um, there was a lot of things that she you know, insisted on keeping because it was, you know, like from my dad. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like she wanted to like, you know, like, so to speak, like wash her hands of like everything, but it's just the house was really hard to stay in. Um, and, you know, for a lot of reasons, it was, you know, for lack of a better phrase, and I apologize if it sounds like crude, but like the scene of the crime. Um, and so she, you know, wanted to, and I, for people that don't know, there was no crime involved in my dad passing. Just, um, it was just yeah. a bad phrase um, to use, but it's just you know because he um, just probably easier to just explain this. So he passed away. Had what was perceived to be possibly a heart attack while um, plowing the driveway in a snowstorm, um, which is common to happens to a lot of people like it's a lot of stress like people don't understand like the stress of like shoveling and plowing snow and that's why they say oh like gosh. you don't have to it's go insane. anywhere don't um and a lot of people actually have heart attacks as a result of like doing that because their bodies are just not like used to it and this was um a year where we actually had like a really bad winter like endless snow um and my dad was you know the musty blacktop person you know like, <laughs> like my neighbors next door <laughs> and it's like he they obviously didn't have anywhere to go but he had he had to plow the driveway you know um it, because there's a lot of unknowns for various reasons about what happened like I mean we don't even know that um that is what caused it or if it's just that was like the timing of it he actually was supposed to go to a meeting that night that was canceled because of the snow and like all I could think of after the fact was like thank god he didn't go to that meeting because what if like this 
was going to happen no matter what. And it happened while he was driving his car and ended up in some sort of like, you know, horrific True. accident as a result of that. And then, you know, um, so like, you don't know, but anyways, um, there was a lot of things like she insisted, like she wanted to keep because like it was. And so, um, it was kind of, you know, funny to us, not to her. We would never say it to her. Um, but she, like one of the things was she had to keep the fridge from her house. Um, it was coming with her. It came to the new house um, because it was the last gift my dad ever bought her. Mm-hmm. And so I get it. <laughs> well, so it's funny because I it, get it. It wasn't a gift. Like their fridge broke, and they needed a new one. But so he had gone. So every year, like around New Year's, like. My, I went to the casino with my dad. It was like our tradition. And then when Mike came into the picture, like Mike started coming with us and then we kind of got his brother to join us. And so we still last year because of COVID um, was the only year like we had not gone. And so I insisted this year, like we're not letting this tradition die. Like last year, obviously it was a different year, but like we went this right. year. I said, I don't care if the casino is different and there's rules and we have to wear a mask, like whatever. Like I'm not letting this tradition die. Like it's, it's like super we important to me. It was just like... <laughs> It's something I did, like, with him, like, and we mm-hmm. kept carrying it on after he passed away, and, like, I had to. But so, anyways, like, he, my dad always won. Like, if it was $100, like, $1,000, like, he He's always won something like at the casino. Um, So, he had won money at the casino with us. So, like, he came home and was like, oh, I won money. Like, let's get a fridge. Like, but obviously, like, I mean, people can't, like, they need a fridge. So, they were going to get a fridge no matter what. So, it was kind of, like, funny to us that she was, like, so insistent you know, I got to keep this fridge. Like it was the last, like the last present your dad bought me with the money he wanted the casino. And I'm like, it wasn't a present, but okay. Like keep the fridge. Right. Like if it makes you happy. And then about a year ago, um, she asked my brother-in-law to move her fridge because like she had a tenant, like her tenant's fridge broke. So she just, she had to give them her fridge so she could buy a new fridge because um, she wanted an ice maker. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. I was like, I'm like, Mike, I'm like, she knows that's the fridge my dad bought her? Like, <laughs> you know, where it's like so insistent for so long. And then it was like, oh, like, well, I, I want an ice maker. My tenant needed a fridge. So I'm like, um, okay. Like, um, she was, but she was ready at that point. Yeah, but then, like, but, you know, she was so insistent on all her stuff, and then I'll still, like, remind her, like, she gave away my lawnmower that my dad bought me, as, and it was an actual gift, as a housewarming gift, because, like, I bought my first house, like, on my own, and I never would have thought of this or, like, even wanted to spend money on it, but, like, and he probably knew that, he bought me a lawnmower, <laughs> because he's like, you, like, you own the house, you have to cut your grass, you need something to cut it with, like, I bought you a lawnmower, and I'm like... Okay, cool, because I'm not spending that kind of money on something to come my grass. Like, yep. so, mm-hmm. um, but, and it wasn't just because he bought it for me, but it was a really good lawnmower. Like, he made sure he got the one with the Honda engine in it because, like, all, <laughs> I'll push, I'll push mowers need a Honda engine, right? Yeah. But it was, it was like that push button start where, like, literally, like, you didn't have to pump the little thing for an hour yep. and then try to pull the handle 
for five minutes and then pump it again and then you over primed it so then you have to wait 20 minutes for it to like cool down and then try again before you get it like it's literally like you push the button on the side and then you very gently pull the rope and it started and then it was self-propelled so you basically just had to hold it and guide it yep yep so we moved into this house we moved into this house and she gave my lawnmower to one of her tenants oh and she's like well i'll just buy another one for here I was like, that's my lawnmower? And, like, you just gave it away? Like, so, I mean, so we, for the most part, use a riding mower because we have a much bigger yard now, which I loathe the riding mower. It's a love-hate relationship because I know that the yard is way too big to push, like, a mower around, but I also hate the riding mower. Um, We're... We're establishing, like, you know, mutual agreement that, like, you cooperate, I use you to get the grass done and, like, whatever, but it's, it's kind of slow. It's not, your, it's not your thing. No, I, I don't care for the riding more. Um, but the push mower, like, the push mower sucks. I'm like, dude, like, that was my lawnmower. Like, and my dad gave that to me because it was a good lawnmower and you just gave it away. Um, like, I said it to her at the time. She's like, well, how about you? And then, like, I said it to her, you know, like, a few years later. It was kind of like one of those, well, you know, you gave away my lawnmower and dad bought me. She was like, oh, I did? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. She probably didn't even, she probably knew, but she didn't know. Yeah, no, like, it was You know what I mean? Like, she was like, oh, here, we have one. We're, like. Yeah, we have riding mowers, so you you just take this one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, like that. I was so, like, I was you do a so lot of weird mad. things. And you honestly, like, so there is a thing called widow's brain. And it's very, the only way I can describe it to people, it's very similar to dementia, where you don't remember shit. And you'll remember things from like 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. But like, you won't remember what you just did 30 seconds ago or who you talked to or who you even just saw. So, like, I'm sure your mom at the time was very much experiencing oh, that. I'm sure. And I know that that's... Like, you know that now. But no, I knew that then, the too. Lawnmower. I knew that then, too. But that doesn't mean I'm not mad. I'm not annoyed by it. I mean, I can still be mad. That was my lawnmower. That's true. But it's fine. I digress. She can have I still her. have the... The chocolate that Dan gave me for Valentine's Day on um, my bookshelf. Mm-hmm. It's out on display. It's got astronaut cats on the box. I mean, I probably still have chocolate I got from something, too. That's just because I forget about it and don't eat it. So for a few years. Because I can't bring myself to open it. So for <laughs> well, now a, I wouldn't. For a few years, Mike would put chocolate in my stocking for I'm sorry Santa would put chocolate in my stocking for Christmas and then Mike would take that chocolate and wrap it and give it to me for Valentine's Day (laughs) (laughs) because he knew it was still here and it was just like we're not gonna buy more because you didn't eat what you have um then a few times he just ate it himself. I was like, dude, I was like saving that. Like for what? <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna eat it. 
that's not funny, but it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can just imagine the two of you two. Well, then there was the year that I yelled at him <laughs> that he, um, I thought he was eating like the chocolates that I bought to put into gifts. They're like, a lot of times in the holidays, I'll buy like a big bag of like the Giardelli squares or like the Godiva hearts, like lint truffles, like something like that to put like is like add ons into like teacher gifts, like presents like that. Yeah. And so I was like wrapping presents and I was like, Mike, I'm like, where did these chocolates go? Like you go in the bag and it's like pretty empty. And I'm like, where are these chocolates? And he's like, oh, well, I had some. I'm like, you can't eat them. Like they're for presents. Like, so I'm like yelling at him. I'm so mad. He wasn't eating them, Elisa. He was, like, pilfering them out of the bag to put into my stocking. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, like, yelling at him, like, stop eating them. And then, like, so, like, Christmas comes up. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm taking them for you. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm like, um, thank you. Thanks. These are the ones I wanted, anyways. Yeah. I um, mean, you you know when you get the mixed bag, you always like save your favorites um, till the end in case like, you don't need them. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And you try to get rid of the ones that you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Pawn them off on people. Mm-hmm. I mean, how it works. Yeah. Um. So, how do you feel? that like your grief has changed because I truly believe that it doesn't go away like people think like you magically just stop thinking about whomever or like your life has moved on so much or changed that it's like like you're done do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. Like, society is like, okay, well, you're done talking about this person. So, I don't... By the way, I moved to cuddle with my dog, and my dog got up and walked away. Just like you guys all to know that. It's pretty much how life is. (laughs) I'm like, oh, thanks, bye. I feel like I probably do that to the dog more times than the dog does that to me. Um, but anyway, so I, I don't necessarily think that it's like, I mean, so it had, it's, I mean, so it's changed, like, but it's hard to pinpoint, like, I just know that, like, and I didn't realize until, like, you're looking back how much of a fog, like, we were in, like, just, like, we knew that first year was tough, even that second year. And I think, like, you don't realize how hard it was until you're looking back and you're like, oh, shit, like, we were a mess. Like, um, so, like, some of the things. And, I mean, and I think a lot of it has changed for me in the sense because, like, our but, like, the dynamics of, like, our household and our family has changed. And, like, you know, my life has just, like, become, like, for our kids. Um, 
And so, you know, like we try to, you know, talk about grandparents, like, so that like the kids kind of like know and remember, but I feel like we don't like as much anymore. And like, not that they don't remember, but you know, like it's, it's hard. It's not like a constant. And I know like a lot of my time, like in that first year too, was just so much more concerned about how my mom was grieving, not focusing on how I was grieving. Right. Or letting myself because it was, it was like a really weird situation for me because it's, you know, I had just had a baby. Mm -hmm. I like, it was sudden. It was a shock. I was on maternity leave. So then like, you know, and it was kind of like this, like funky, like where I was grateful that I was still on maternity leave because then I got like a few extra weeks where like, I mean, if I was working and like, you know, you get like a week and then yeah, you get, you might get five days. So I was like, I had like two, like three weeks, whatever it was. But then I still was thrown back into work. Like I wasn't ready to, I wasn't ready to leave my baby. I wasn't ready to deal with facing the world after like, you know, this massive loss, like, you know, but I had to. So I feel like I was just thrown back into life. So like I didn't like I mean and then I was like my sister quit her job. And so like I was kind of, you know, like I mean jealous. Like, you know, my sister got to be home. Like she was in a position where she could just quit her job and like take the time that she needed, be there for my mom, you know. Where here I am like working all day, then like calling my mom at night to make sure like she's doing okay, like find out how her day was you know, running back and forth. Like the second we got out of work on Fridays, we were driving out to my mom's house and spending the whole weekend there, you know, just so that she had people around and then like rushing back home to like be ready for work, you know, for the week and do it again. And then, you know, then we sold our house and then we moved and then we're living with my mom. And then, you know, so I feel like we just had all these things that we weren't really like, grieving that much and you know like the holidays were hard so it was understandable if like you're crying on Christmas because Christmas sucks because you know mm-hmm. he's not here and um but then there's things that it's like you realize like we were doing like I think because of like the dynamics of our like situation but like oh, I guess that was kind of like you know a grief thing and we're thinking it was just kind of like you know hey look at this one like I mean I just remember like Mike and I used to go up into like we were living in my old bedroom and Vinny's room was set up in my sister's old room and um my mom basically stayed like downstairs in her house like she'd come upstairs into her room to like shower and get dressed in the morning but she slept like on the couch like she didn't want to go back in her bedroom and sleep in her room again um so we basically had the upstairs to ourselves so like we would just you know if we wanted like space we would take a bottle of wine like upstairs like watch tv in our room so I just remember like nights where we'd just be sitting like not even bring glasses up just sitting in bed like teenagers hiding from their parents like passing a (laughs) bottle of wine back and forth and like taking swigs out of it and it's like you know at the time you're thinking like oh this is just like this fun little setup we have here right it's like no it's probably how we were dealing with shit you know yeah like we want to be there for my mom but it's a bit too much so like we need to go hide out but I think well, that's it's just hard been the because you thing. want you want to help your mom, but yet you're also grieving. Yeah, and I think that we had so much like I had so much focus on other people 
that yeah that you didn't have the time to focus on yourself yeah um so I think you know as I realized that I was doing that like I kind of you know it took me longer to kind of process and then you know then I was pregnant with Dante so then it was like getting ready for another um baby which I mean I guess it was just like so much going on but it's like you know like I just kind of like probably didn't realize how I was processing but you know now it's not obviously like this overwhelming you know thought in my mind like every day like not to say that I don't think about him every day but it's not like consuming everything Mm -hmm. in me but you know like we still you know like I said earlier like I don't you know it's not like this like harping on it like talking about it openly every single day but you know we do things to like kind of remember so like we have Kessler's Day it's you know March 12th hashtag Kessler's Day if anybody wants to join in just have a Kessler's on March 12th like it's what we do um favorite thing that you do though is the Christmas tree so and that's what it's because so we've that's kind of my made like these little like traditions about it. And we stole that from a cousin of ours. So um my dad's uncle passed away about a month after him. Um he was older, like in his eighties. He um he was sick, he had cancer, like and my dad knew like before he passed that, you know, like he wasn't gonna have much longer. Um, that my uncle wasn't. And um so he passed about a month after and so his daughters who were like you know like my dad's generation of our cousins they did that because my like my uncle like he loved like shoes and hats and it was like you know he had all these things so like they did it so like that first Christmas like we had our family Christmas party and we were at like one of their houses and I said I was like this is such an amazing idea so like we started doing it every year and there was two hats that we would rotate because my sister would take one and we take the other so then we did like you know of course sisters have to share so every other year like you know someone got the good hat um (laughs) and I think we just kind of stopped sending them over there so um and it's like part of the church like we put the tree up every year then Vinny knows like go ask grandma for the hat um and so it's not just that my dad's hat is like the tree topper instead of like an angel or a star so like we kind of like been telling the kids like because grandpa lose your angel so that's why it's on top of the tree But so the hat has significance. It's not like it's just a hat. So the hat, it's like a, not a top hat. That's like like a fedora. Yeah. So it's like a fedora style hat. Um, And it's, the hat is, um, it was the Christmas present my mom gave him for their first Christmas together. So um that's why it's like super significant so it was like his Christmas present and now it's like on our Christmas tree so like you know that's like something we do so I've just been kind of like building these little like traditions or like memory type of things so we have like our little thing like um and then I started it this year because it was the first year um that actually had like a summer off and it was kind of like a cute little thing so I thought like oh maybe we should do it um every year but so like last summer because um I was home um, because of quitting my job and just going back to school thing. So it was the first time I actually had a summer off, like since I've had, since I finished college, but like with mm-hmm. the kids, like I've never had a summer off. It was just like, I would try to take a little extra vacation time, which would be like a day here or there in the summer, but I didn't have the whole summer off. Um, but because of Dante's 
and his disabilities, like he has extended school year. So I tried to really um, like enjoy the one-on-one time with Vinny too, because, you know, a lot of his life is consumed with like having to kind of make accommodations for his brother with what we're doing. So it was nice for him to have that one-on-one time. And then when Dante came home, like we had time with him and then like Mike would come home and we could all kind of do things. And it was like carefree because I didn't have, like I wasn't working a lot and I didn't have to worry about like school and homework. So um, we had made a bucket list at the beginning of the summer of like things we could do. Cause I wanted to make sure we didn't like, you know, weren't overbooked, but kept busy and that he wasn't just sitting around the house every day. Um, but so this wasn't on our bucket list, but it was just kind of random. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, like it's Grandpa Lou's birthday. Like we should go have a picnic at the cemetery with him. Um, so we just kind of planned it. And I called my sister. I was like, you know, like, what are you doing for lunch? Cause she, you know, worked in town so she could take lunch. And I was like, why don't you come meet us? Like, we're just going to have like a picnic lunch. So my nieces came and, you know, it wasn't like we made a huge deal out of it. We went and bought, you know, a birthday card for him and a little, balloon one of those little like balloons on a stick and Mm -hmm. um brought him like some cupcakes and so we just you know packed and I mean it was like the most random lunch I was probably cheese and crackers for all I know and like a couple bags of chips like it was like what (laughs) do we even have at the house for lunch pictures of it (laughs) yeah um and so we just like brought a blanket and just sat and had lunch and then we all had some cake and then we left cake for him which the ants were motherfuckers were stealing before we even left um but it was just cute we they were the eyeing up that there. cake we left the card there we stuck the balloon in the ground next to um the grave and then we just lined up like a little bit my sister brought like little like little mini cupcakes or like different flavors so we just left like one of each because that's how my dad always was too like if you were at a party and there was like different desserts like you know which one do you want it was just like oh, have a little bit of each because you know you got to try them all so we just left like we left one of each for him except for the one with the coconut because he doesn't like coconut um so it was just it was cute so it was nice to just kind of you know be able to kind of make like a little tradition you know and it was just like a quiet little you know like we didn't like you know, make sure everybody could be there, make a big deal about, like, timing. It was just, like, we're going for lunch. Like, who wants to come with us? Um, so I've just been trying to kind of, like, keep, you know, like, memories alive and keep, like, the conversation of, like, him in our lives, like, going, right? you know, and not, you know, and try not to do it in, like, a depressing way. Like, I mean, obviously it's sad, but like not to just be like, Oh, like my dad died. Um, but just kind of be like, you know, like, like I said earlier, like, it's just how I am. I'm matter of fact, you know, it's like, I'm not, you know, I try not to make it like, you know, people feeling like all this like guilt and sympathy to talk about it, but it's just, you know, this is how it is. We all know you. As your sister likes to put it, you are dead inside. A little more dead inside than most other people. <laughs> That's a fact. No, I thought the picnic was super cute. Um, something I could probably never do because Dan's birthday is in April. And usually April 5th, weather is still shitty. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little jealous. That you well, you could go that. just leave the cupcake. Good. Through the snowstorm. <laughs> Doesn't snow April... again till May. Because <laughs> April sucks. <laughs> the weather sucks. Um, oh my god. The first year I was slapped in the face. Like just 
one after another. Like we, Dan passed away on March 20th. We buried him March 30th. His birthday is April 5th. And then Easter was like the following week. Mm-hmm. So it was just like that whole first month was literally just like slap in the face. Like everyone in all these like different support groups, when they're like, how did you deal with his birthday? I'm like, well, it was literally two weeks after he died. Oh, how did you do with your first? How, you know, how, how did you deal with your first holiday? It's like, well, it was three weeks after he died, so like, you, you know, people are like, oh, I, you know, my husband died in June, and I didn't have to remember anything until Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, geez, I wish, like, <laughs> I was slapped in the face. Um, but I, <laughs> I understand what you're saying about how you didn't like give your like you didn't process your dad Mm -hmm. because you had so much going on um my grandmother passed away two months before dan did and if anybody knows like my grandmother is my hero like she is the woman i aspire to be and i have told her this all of my life and i would always tell her if i became half the woman that she was i did something right in life and she would always tell me, no, you don't want to be like me. And I'm like, no, I want to be just like you. Like, 100% want to be like you. So when she passed away, like, I was beyond crushed. Like, that was that was horrible. Um, but at the same time that that happened, my father-in-law was going through a bone marrow transplant that ended up sending him into the ICU and the hospital and rehab facilities and what he was extremely sick so Dan was going to Pittsburgh so like I didn't have time to process my grandmother because I'm worried about Dan driving back and forth I'm worried about my father-in-law you know hoping he survives because Unfortunately, the crash cart was brought out way too many times and, you know, that you, so it was like, I understand like how you said like you couldn't process. And then two months after my grandmother passes away, like Dan dies. So it's like, I still, even three years later, feel like I haven't even begun to process my grandmother because it was like, you, you just couldn't, Mm -hmm. there were too many things happening at once that I just, I couldn't. Um, I just recently, like, this past Christmas, pulled out my grandmother's recipes and started using them, and I've had them for three years. So, it's like, I feel like now I'm kind of starting to process everything for her. So, I, I get what you mean. But, yeah. Um, for me, <laughs> I feel like I might be a little bit less angry. Like, I'm still angry. Right? Like, that's... Yeah. I'm very calm. I'm not in denial. But I'm still angry. Um, I might not be as angry, but I'm still angry. Um, I've learned how to build a routine. Like, a daily routine. Um, and how to handle everything literally everything 
um, working animals, keeping up with the inside of your house, the outside of your house, grocery shopping, cleaning, trying to have a social life, teaching classes. Like I've, I think I've learned how to balance it. I've learned like what I, what I can ask people to help me with. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I also learned I cannot do it all, even though I like to think that I can. Cause that's the type of person I am. Um, I've learned it's okay to not be okay. And if people don't like it, that's their problem, not mine. Like I, I feel like I used to be like kind of embarrassed in the sense, like on days that I would have where I just would cry. And now I'm like, you know what? This is it. This is who I am now. I'm sorry if you don't like it, but here I am. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> um, I've always been very upfront, which as a little girl kind of gets you into trouble. Um, as an adult, it still gets you in trouble. Just be honest. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> people want honesty but they don't want honesty so I'm sorry if you get it from me um I am an independent woman who is also a Scorpio and it's a trait that we have okay um but I also like I also learned that it's okay to open your life up to new people and to feel like you can have that sense of security that you had with a husband. Um, so as I announced a couple episodes ago, I did, I did <laughs> start jumping back into the dating world and I have been dating somebody for a while and we just haven't talked about it. I've kept it pretty low key um, from, from you guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just, something you know it wasn't ready to discuss yet but like you know learning it's okay to to have this person in my life and he's absolutely amazing and wonderful and to have my support system absolutely adore him too um for somebody to be super kind and caring and understanding about what I go through literally every day (laughs) um and be open to talking about it and like you want to talk about dan go ahead talk about him like you want to talk about the times that you shared together talk about it you want to talk about why you're so like what triggered you today to be feeling certain emotions like talk about them like which is pretty shocking um I've learned how amazing my in-laws are. Um, I've always known that they're amazing and wonderful. And I, and I love them to pieces. I always have, but truly like the past, I want to say two years, like I respect them so much more and I'm so happy to have them. 
and it's very rare <laughs> that people in my situation have that connection um, to their in-laws. It's it's more common to kind of have, you know, after a spouse dies, like his his or her uh, family tends to not really be around, and mine is like always around like I said you know I'm waiting on text messages for stuff that's going on with my nephew um because I'm worried about him but you know they they come up here as often as they can I go and visit them as often as I can and it's to me for me it's being able to allow my nephews to learn about, you know, Uncle Dan and get to know him through me. Um, My oldest nephew was eight months old uh, when Dan passed away. So obviously a little bit older than Finney was, but Mm -hmm. still like he obviously will have no memory of Dan. Um, So getting him to have at least some sort of memory, like I sign all of their birthday cards, you know, love Aunt Elisa and Uncle Dan, um, Christmas cards, any, any holiday, because I send them random holiday cards, too. So just so they have that connection to him still. But that's how I feel like I've changed. Yeah. But you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I think. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you, you know might, you yourself feel, pretty well. <laughs> you might feel differently. No, that's that's pretty, that's pretty spot on with what it's like you've seen. And it's just, and I know, like, I mean, from what I've seen, like, obviously you said you, like, you haven't talked about, you know, having a relationship a lot. And I know that was, like, a hard adjustment for you. One, because, you know given your age and people who feel like they can just say whatever comes out of their mouth, like, you know, without thinking about it first, like you're young, like you have plenty of time to meet someone else. And, you know, like, obviously, you know, like no one expects you in your thirties to, you know, be, you know, a single lonely widow the rest of your life. But that doesn't also, that also doesn't mean that like, you know, you want to run right out and find someone right away you know and like everyone's different but like you know I know you had a hard time like you know knowing if it was okay you know yeah (laughs) to be dating and I think a lot of people feel that way and you know like I've talked very hard I've talked to my mom before like even just about her and you know her even thing like obviously like at her age you know it's not like she's looking for you know like another marriage or anything she's in her 70s now um which, I mean, hard to believe because, I mean, my dad was 64 when um, he passed away. So, you know, like, just, like, looking at how old she is now, like, and they were, you know, like, essentially the same age, like, born the same year. So, like, thinking of how long it's been, you know. And, yeah. um, You know, so, like, I've talked to her about, um, you know, like, people, like, she knows, like, and they've had friends who, like, have lost their spouses, you know, like, younger in life and you know as they're getting as my mom you know is getting to an age now where you know 
people don't live forever. Um, but just saying, like, you know, like, she always kind of thought that she not always, but since my dad passing, like, thought that she would just be, like, you know, like, friends of theirs where, you know, they didn't necessarily date and have, like, a romantic, you know, relationship again, but she just, like, might, you know, might someday find a friend, like, someone who's just, like, a male, yes. like, a companion, you know, that they can just, you know, go out to dinner, like, you know, do, you know, group or, you know, couples, like, activities together, you know, and just, you know, like have someone to keep you company and you know I know from just because I know like you know all their friends that you know we grew up knowing that like they have friends that have like that you know like um and it's just you know they're not necessarily in that title of like dating or in a relationship but it's just like you know that's kind of like their person right um not knowing how to describe it, it but is. like she just thought she might have that and actually a few years ago um maybe about five or so years ago because we were in this house um she was starting to get back into like her like clubs and activities that she was doing to kind of keep busy um and so she had this writing group that she used to go to so she started you know when she started to I don't want to say feel better but felt up to it like she started going again and then was writing again which I think was a good outlet for her, you know, to just kind of be able to, like, put thoughts to paper mm-hmm. and just have something to write about. But um, there was someone there who was um, kind of pursuing her, um, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because she was like, I don't know. Like, he asked me out. And I just, like, I don't think I want to. And, you know, I don't know. So she kind of told him no and then not. And then here's like me and my sister. Like, I never thought I'd be in a position where I'd be like, yeah, mom, like, you know, like, go for it. Like, someone asked you out, go on a date, you know? <laughs> um, go ahead, Reg. <laughs> and she was kind of like, no. But then I felt bad because then she kind of was like, okay, you know, like, okay. And I think like she'd given him his number and like she talked to him on the phone, like, and then he had asked her out. And she's like, uh, and then she was like, okay. But then. Like, and I don't know, if right. I don't know if my sister knew, but she doesn't, like, reach and then she finally got to her. She's like, okay, like, I'll go out with him. And then he, like, ghosted her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like, my, my poor mom, like. Well, a lot, <laughs> a lot of people say that it's hard to date someone who's a widow or widower because they feel like they're living with a ghost and competing against a ghost versus somebody who is divorced. I can see that. Cause I mean, obviously if you're divorced, like there was a choice. If someone dies, right. there is no choice. There's um, no choice. So, and that's why you cannot make that comparison. Even if you pretend your ex is dead, they aren't. Right. You cannot. They are not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Stop that's saying like, That's one thing that's always bothered me about, unfortunately, being in this situation is like, you would never say to somebody who's grieving the loss of their dad or their mom or their sibling, like, that's okay. Just give it a few years and you, you, you know, you can find someone else to be your mom. Yeah. Like, you would never say that to anybody. You would never say, like, that's okay. Like, maybe in a few years you'll have another brother. Like, nobody would say that. Almost had a new dad, but he ghosted my mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, nobody would ever say that. <laughs> I nobody know. would sit there and be like, 
it's okay, honey. You'll get a new dad. Like, but yet when it comes to people in my situation, it's like, it's okay, honey. You could get married again. It's like, one, what if I don't want to? Two, it's none of your business. Yeah. And three, that's pretty fucking harsh. Yeah. Like, and I had people telling me this, like, the day that Dan died. What? Yeah. Sorry, that was like barking loud screech and I was sleeping people yeah. in this house. I'm like, like ah! literally like you know, calling people and telling them that this has happened. And I had a few people that were like, Oh, well let me tell you this story about so and so whose spouse died and now they're remarried and their life is great. I'm like, I don't really fucking care. I don't, I don't care. Or like, you know, if you, if you decide to start dating again, like I'm going to support you. And I'm like, I don't fucking care about this right now. Not the time. Not the time. And, um, (laughs) I remember talking to one of Dan's high school friends and his father-in-law had recently passed away. Um, and his in-laws were in, I want to say like late fifties, early sixties. I don't remember the exact age. Mm -hmm. And he told me that people were telling his mother-in-law that at the funeral. I'm like, yep. Like he was like, I can't believe I'm like, Oh no, I can. I can. Yeah. Cause I had people say it to me. Um, but it just like, it just, bothers me so much just because you would never say that to anyone else in any other sort of grieving situation yeah but it's okay to say it to a widower widower when it's their choice if they choose to want to open up their heart to somebody else um, if they want to go through that or if they don't that's up to them I mean, I'm like I said, I'm I am pretty pretty lucky because I chose to reopen my heart to somebody, and it's pretty awesome. Totally different than Dan, in every way possible. <laughs> They're like not even close. <laughs> Other than they both love sports, that's about the only similar interest I could say. <laughs> Which you could say, all men love sports. But that's not true. Not all men love sports. Just a lot. And you, you know, we've, like, had super awesome family days together. I mean. You guys and the boys. It's been really, like, I mean, great getting to, like, you know, have this, you know. New normal. I'm gonna throw that in just because I know. <laughs> Thanks, <love> Carrie. <laughs> My um, <favorite> term. <laughs> I mean, not that I don't ever, you know, like stop feeling bad for like you know what you've been through, but it's, you know, it's nice to see like, and I don't want to call it being happy again because you know it's not like someone is just like in a new relationship and then they're happy and then you know, like the sad's gone. But, you know, that you can have, like, those moments of happy. But, I mean, 
my family has truly benefited from your new normal. <laughs> um, but it's just an even like the other day I was thinking about it. Like when you like called me to invite me to dinner on Sunday, well, like the whole family, and then it's like, yeah, like it's just you know that we're like, all doing we're all doing family dinner together on Sunday night. Well, so and excited. I just like I do. I do enjoy that I get to benefit from, like, that aspect of your life now because it's, like, I mean, like, the kids are all the same age and they get along yeah. so well and it's – um They just love each other. <laughs> and they do – and it's, like, you know, like, it's so great when you can have, like, you know, like, your people, like, all get mm-hmm. along like that, you know, and – um not that we don't have like other friends and stuff, but like for us, like our friends' kids are all older, you know. So it's, you know, like my kids never had that. Like I mean, they have friends and they have cousins, but it's like you know they have that, you know, like get together. And it was like that growing up for me too. Like my parents, like their friends were, and their friends are all older than them. So like they're like we would be like eight, and like their friends would have kids that are like adults. Yeah, you can't relate to that. <laughs> and, you know, so it's like we'd go and, you know, we'd go to parties. Like, now, like, you know, like, we go to parties and it's like the kids all come along and the kids go play and we, whatever. Um, well, keeping an eye on Dante because, you know, like, we don't, can't really just, like, send him off to play. Um, right. But, you know, but the kids, like, they're really good with him, too. So, I mean, obviously, they, unless we're, yeah, like, out in public, that. you know, they can just kind of, like, sit and play together, but too. Even, like, um, I don't, you know, the a couple of weekends ago when we had the back-to-back parties, yeah. like even watching my nephews, which I don't know, because I know you, you know, you were <laughs> busy running around too. Yeah. So like, if you got the chance to like watch my nephews with those boys and like how much they love and care for each other and like how much my in-laws really like adore them mm-hmm. and are like so happy for me, which is amazing. Like I said, our relationship is probably the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to my mother-in-law like literally almost every day. And I talk to my sister-in-law probably every other day. Um, and it could be like something super important or it could be like something stupid. that I saw like a Facebook meme and then we talk about it. Usually it's about Bruno. But <laughs> cur- currently... <laughs> Our discussions are about Bruno, which if you don't know, go watch Encanto. Um, we were just watching it last night. Again, yeah, if you ask my house. nephew, JR, about Bruno, he goes, no, 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 with the finger <laughs> wag and everything. Aww. So no, 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 it's so cute. Um, but no, it, it it is awesome to have that in our as much as it, it is happiness, it's a different happiness. It's mm-hmm. a different way <laughs> of life I didn't expect. Um, but it's all positive. Yeah. Um, it is. And I mean, and so, like, over, so, like, yeah, and I. Like, I love that, like, you know, like, we have that. Like, not that, like, you and I didn't ever have, like, you know, things right. to do and, like, hang out and all that. But um, well, it's nice that we can all other, do it together now, you know? The other night, I was going to bed, and I turned to go up my stairs. And out of nowhere, like, I thought about the picture that Vinny drew me 
after Dan passed away of all of us at the baseball game together. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if you remember him drawing or giving to me, but I do. And it was right around like the, the anniversary time, which is probably why I was thinking about it. Cause it was just, it was so sporadic. It was so random. And I was thinking like, it's so, it's so disheartening and so, so incredibly sad that like, that's, and I don't even know if Vinny even remembers, but like that's like truly like Vinny's last memory with Dan. And now we're building like this whole new memories. Like it's, it's different. Yeah. But it's the same. Like he knows, like, cause he, Vinny knows, like he understands like what happened. Cause you guys well, your mom and Vinny talk about death all the time. Um, sure do. It's very normal conversation. Um, he understands, like, Miss Elisa's husband died, but, like, this is Miss Elisa's boyfriend, and, like, these are his kids, and, like, we're all friends, and, like, I was just thinking, like, the one day, you know, like I said, it was right around his anniversary. I'm like, oh my gosh, that picture Vinny drew of all of us at the baseball game. Do you remember that game? I do remember the game. It was so fun. It was so fun. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, what? Now we're just making new memories. But uh, I hope I hope Vinny remembers that day. The baseball game day. I think he remembers that. I think so too. um, And it really like was definitely like I mean because it was probably the last thing that like I definitely like the kids did with Mr. Dan. It was Mm -hmm. so fun. And Um, and Mr. Dan was like a big kid. Because Mr. Dan was only like 5'3". So he was like a kid. And he had energy like a kid and loved being around kids. Yeah. Um, so definitely, like, I mean, and, um, oh gosh, I don't believe it was, like, so long ago, too. I know. Like that. Um, but, like, and I, I'll, like, remind him of stuff like that. I mean, and it's not just, you know, things with family, but, like, I make sure, like, the kids remember, like, you know, I still... Like, and we actually, we have pictures of Miss Lisa and Mr. Dan, like, up on our desk. And Aww. actually, as I look over to them, there's, like, a stack of, like, 5,000 library books in front of them right now. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, it's right out, like, front and center, you know, with our new pictures we got for Christmas. Right. Um, you know, right, ne- right next to them, because um, that's where they all happen to end up. But, you know, I just, like, I mean, and whether it's people that are still you know, like living, but maybe we just don't see a lot or people that have passed away. Like I just try to make sure that my kids know, you know, like all the important people in their life. And, you know, like my, you know, one of my best friends, like she lives in Florida and she has four kids and, um, you know, she's aunt Nicole because like, that's how good of friends we are. And, um, you know, I've known her since elementary school and, you know, just even like she had kids before I, you know, was ever even 
dating someone I was intending to marry, you know? Um, right. And, um, like, she just, she always made sure that the kids knew who I was. I was like, I'd love if I'd, like, go to visit, you know? And it was, like, they were so excited for Aunt Carrie to come. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they know who I am. Um, right. I but it's, like, that. you know, like, I make sure my kids know that, too. And, um, and it's cute. And I think I've mentioned this before, how, like, Vinny even, you know, like, trying to explain the concept to him of how, like, you know, you might have like really good friends that they're so close that they're like family so that's why like your kids might call them like aunt or uncle and mm-hmm. so him like you know making that connection and it clicking in his brain that like you know his best friend in elementary school is going to be like you know uncle to his kids when he gets older and I'm like, oh, right that's so cute will be. um so. my uh so dan and i share a godchild and um I was on the phone with my friends Pete and Allison. They moved to Alabama after shortly after Dan had passed away because Pete got a really amazing job. And um, so Dan and I are godparents to their youngest daughter. And apparently, almost once a week, out of nowhere, like Allison will be driving Wendy. Wendy's our godchild, and she'll say things like, "You know, mommy, Uncle Dan is." so funny Uh, Wendy was a little over a year old when Dan passed away Mm -hmm. like she doesn't she doesn't really you know what I mean like she doesn't really have memories with him so to speak that we know of right Mm -hmm. Um, or they have like you they have pictures of us in their house and She'll walk by them and she'll be like, hi, Uncle Dan. Hi, Elisa. Mm-hmm. Like, she's <laughs> she's just a little peanut. <laughs> you know, like, she's she just turned four this year. Um, but, so, like, it's important. Like, like you said, like, how you guys not only have people that obviously have passed away, but people who might not be, like, somebody you see all the time but how important they are to your lives like when I found that out I was like crying then for a whole nother reason but um just it just amazes me like how much power is in a picture yeah I feel like we shouldn't even do an F this and F that, even though I do. I don't really have anything. I mean, I probably have like a million things because, like, that's just the case of the Mondays, but I don't really have anything. Um, Mine was just my paper cut. (laughs) It was pretty bad. Which is just, they're just annoying. (laughs) I'm not even going to do an F this, but I'm just going to tell you that I'm annoyed by it. Dante lost a Um, toenail last night, and we have no idea how or where it even is I just got a message from well not just but I just be able to read the message from my sister-in-law so yeah well folks um keep in touch with us because you know as we just said the important people in your lives it's true and Carrie is doing a fantastic job 
at the bones or no bones. Um, Flota and I have failed bones or no bones. I mean, I totally forgot about it today. I'll have to do it tomorrow. But I'm I'm giving you all the credit. If you have not been on TikTok, um, there are bones or no bones videos of Carrie's dog. I keep trying to get them of my dog and keep failing every time. Uh-oh. But I wouldn't say I'm succeeding because it's still been no bone. No bone. Although, did, did I tell you, you this the other day? You are, so su- I didn't you are succeeding in getting a video. I'm not even succeeding in that. Like, I, I really thought you. I had a great one the other day. And it didn't happen. Did, didn't I tell you you have to follow what I told you? Get the phone, then the bone. Bones <laughs> yes, before bones. But, so the thing was, on the day that I thought I was gonna, I had a good one, is I had given Slota a bone, and then I was going out to run errands. Oh, it was Saturday. So I was like, where is he going? I was going out to run errands. So she ate half of it in front of me. So when I left, she was eating it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think anything of it, right? And then I, like, had a shit ton of errands to do, and I got home, and I unpacked all the groceries, and then I walk into the living room, and the half of the bone is still sitting there. And I'm like, you didn't eat the rest of your bone? And she just, like, looks at me. So I, like, turn my back to go grab my phone. I turn back around, and she's got, like, the whole thing in her mouth, and her eyes are, like, bulging out of her eye sockets, like, trying to, like, shove the rest of the bone down her throat. At that point, it would have just been a fail. You'd have just saw my dog, like, choke down this milk bone as fast as she could. So I was like, you didn't eat your bone! You're you're doing it with a milk. You're doing it with a milk bone. No, this is like a massive bone that he's like terrified of. Like the, I think it's the second video. Like I left it out, and he, like after I was done with the video, like he no joke got up, asked to go outside, and did not come back in for two hours. (laughs) And then even better than that, I forgot the bone was there because he wanted nothing to do with it. So I went out like ran errands or whatever and then I come back and the bone's like still there he's on the other side of the room from it wants nothing to do with this bone then Spencer my sick little dying dog walks by the bone doesn't stop doesn't sniff doesn't try to even pick the bone up walks past the bone and Beetle like runs across the room and like growls at him and starts like standing over this bone like I like pick it up. I'm like, I pick it up and take it away. I was like, you don't even like it. (laughs) But it's mine. I'm like, oh, I was like, and this is why you can't have them. Like, and so that's actually, I haven't, I have forgotten and we've been gone, but no, I'll have to get another one. He's just, he's such a freak about it. Because he's like, I don't want it, but I don't want anybody else to have it. (laughs) Right? You're not allowed to stand near my bone. It's so funny. <laughs> Only I'm allowed to ignore the bone. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of that dog. So we have been on social media. A little bit. I mean, not much, back. but a little back. bit. Um, trying. It's just life is chaotic. We do what we can. But at Filterless Females, if you do want to check out anything that we have done, um, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. 
and at filterless FNF on Twitter. Had I known before 9.30 p.m. that there were Oscars on last night, maybe I could have live tweeted some stuff, but you guys know what happened. Yeah. I knew they were on, but I knew I wasn't going to stay up to watch. <laughs> I really had no clue, and then I was tired. I was like, whatever, I'm going to bed. Yeah, so. so. Um, um, yeah. Carrie will eventually let me back into the evening. <laughs> We started to try to figure it out, and then don't you have? Aren't you the emergency email? Can't you just reset it? Oh, I don't know. See, that was the problem. We didn't. I don't know. I can try. I didn't. I didn't because I didn't want to lock us out. But I think you must be the emergency like retrieval email. So I bet you could just reset it. it. I can probably do it. Um, that'll be tomorrow's chore. Um, but as always, friends, be brave, be fierce, most of all, be filterless. Bye. Bye.